are now listening to the Motivated Mama podcast. This is a community for parents that want to be authentically themselves while looking for judgment-free, genuine, and heartfelt parenting advice. We talk to other mothers and experts to get small, easy steps that we can take to help us accomplish our goals. Learn with me as we discover ways to break patterns of unproductive behavior repeated generation after generation in our families. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Motivated Mama Podcast. And today we are going to be discussing parenting multiples and how to spread the love. Um, So this is a topic that is true to my actual life, Um, something that can be um, hard. It is a difficult task, um, but it's something that has to be done. So let's just go right into it. Let's start out with story time. Um, So I have a 10-year-old and a 2-year-old. And I feel like parenting multiples with that big of a gap is very challenging. And, you know, everybody says it's challenging. You know, when people have two under two, they say it's challenging. But I felt like it's very challenging because I was expecting it to not be challenging. Everybody is like, you know, when you're pregnant, like, oh, you're going to have this great helper. Everything's going to be easy. It's basically like you're only really raising this little baby and this your other child is just going to be enjoying it. She's going to be like another mom and, you know, all of that jazz. Until the baby gets here. And she don't help at all. And, you know, that's fine because it's not her child. I've never expected her to, you know, be another mom. But, you know, everybody's like, she's going to be excited and want to be your helper. And, you know, she she does not really help much. She tries sometimes to keep him occupied. You know, they play together. But a lot of times she's like, no, I don't want to do none of that. So she doesn't. And um, a lot of times it is very difficult to have equal time with two kids that are eight years apart um and also with me being a stay-at-home mom now um with my two-year-old so it has become very difficult and difficult in a sense that I finally had to pull my daughter to the side and you know we try to do regular check-ins like once a week or at least once every couple weeks to just be like, Hey, what's going on? How are you feeling? How are things, you know, is there anything you want to talk about? Anything you need to discuss? Anything you need to vent about? Have I pissed you off lately? You know, we try to have those conversations regularly because we don't want our kids just like in the wind and we have no clue what's going on, especially mentally and emotionally. We always want to check in to make sure, you know, nothing's going wrong. She's not having any negative thoughts. Um, but you know, one night me and my husband pulled her to the side and was just like, Hey Addie, you know, how's it going? How are things? And she just breaks down crying and we're like, Oh my God, like what is going on? And she tells us that she feels like we love Bubba, which is our two year old. We love him more than her because We spend all of our time with him and she barely gets any time with us, which was heartbreaking. I literally started crying. My husband started crying because he's a bigger crybaby than I am. And, you know, 
it was heartbreaking because as a parent, my number one goal has always been to never make a difference between my kids and to never let them feel like a difference is being made between them because that's something that I suffered from my whole childhood. It's, you know, it's like a trauma for me. Um, so when she told me that, that like literally was like a dagger to my heart, like, oh my God, what have I done? And I asked her, I'm like, you know, what makes you feel this way? And she was like, you know, you spend all day, you know, tended to him and everything he needs, he gets. And, you know, he'll do this. And then I just have to go to my room if he's upset or if you're doing something with him, I have to wait. And it's just not fair. I feel like you like him more than me. And that was a big, a hard pill to swallow, but I had to, you know, rationalize it with her too at the same time and just let her know, you know, your brother is two. He's still a baby pretty much. And it's not that we love him more than you. He just requires a whole lot more attention than you require. You know, you can go make a sandwich, eat it and clean it up and go on to the next thing where it's like we have to ask him if he's hungry. We have to make the sandwich. We have to make sure he sits down and eats the sandwich. We have to make sure he doesn't choke. We have to clean him up after he eats the sandwich. We have to change his diaper after he's eaten. You know, like it's just a lot that goes into it. Um, but with that being said, you do still deserve time you know you still deserve attention and that was a wake-up call because the whole time we're thinking she's just okay when she's not okay um because all of our attention is going to one child because he requires so much attention but that doesn't necessarily mean that she doesn't require the same amount of attention she just requires a different type of attention um so when parenting multiples you really have to take that into consideration you know what is this child requiring of me how does that look and how can i help both of my children and be here for both of my children so that's what we're going to discuss today um so to spread the love we're going to give you some tips and tricks on how to do that as easily as possible so the first thing that we learn to do um, for us and everything I talk about are things that, you know, I have done. This isn't like, uh, you know, a tutorial that I found or tips and tricks that I found. These are literally things that have worked for us in our home. And hopefully you can take them home and they'll work for you as well. No matter the age. Um, so the first thing that we did was made opportunities for one-on-one -on -one time and that was mainly for her because my son like I said I'm a stay-at-home mom with him because my daughter goes to school so he gets all the one-on-one -on -one time all day long so that was the easy part because I didn't really have to plan the one-on-one -on -one time with him because he gets it you know without a doubt like he gets one-on-one -on -one time all the time but for her we had to create plans so that way she could get the one-on-one -on -one time. So for that, for us, what that looked like is, you know, when we can't find a babysitter, 
I would stay home or my husband will stay home with our son. And one of the two of us would take Addie outside of the house or vice versa. My husband will take my son, you know, outside of the house and go to a friend's house or a family member's house or take my son to the park for an hour. And now that's me and Addie's time. Or um, I'll keep Bubba at home with me and my husband will take Addison fishing because that's another good thing when you do have a partner. Sometimes the things that your child likes to do, you might not like to do that they do like to do. So that makes things easier. So Addison really loves outdoor stuff. So she loves fishing and hiking and being getting dirty and stuff like that. And I like being in nature, but I don't like you know, like being in nature, like I don't want to fish. Like I don't like getting bit by bugs. Like I like going out and hearing the sounds and like sitting on my back porch. (laughs) That's my idea of being in nature. But um, that gives opportunities for her to do what she likes with him. And then like, she knows that I'm all for like baking and cooking and doing arts and crafts. So she knows she can come to me for those things. Um, Another way that we did this was, you know, every other weekend, my husband's mom will take my son for like a long period of time. So like for the whole day. And then that gives either my husband and I both the opportunity to have a full day with her. Um, And which I think she really likes that because it's kind of like how things were before Bubba came along. Like she got both the attention of both parents and it was our little family. So it's kind of giving her that like that feeling of like importance again. So we can both take her out. But I personally enjoy our mother daughter dates. And I think my husband gets jealous of those sometimes. Um, But we have like a whole day of just me and her. We'll go do something that we like. We'll get our nails done. We go out to eat. You know, we'll have fun and we get to talk and get to listen to our favorite music in the car and just be girls together. And so we've learned that, you know, we have to make those opportunities of one-on-one time. And they are beneficial to my son as well because then he gets time to be with other family members alone. Um, and he gets time with his dad because he's at home with me all day long. So that gives him the opportunity to, you know, have guy time with his daddy and do stuff that, like I said, that I don't like doing. I don't like being outside all day long, but they love it. So he gets to do that. Um, another thing that I would say is take advantage of your support system when you have, when you're parenting multiples. Um, And you're trying to spread the love between them. Take advantage of that because sometimes you may not be able to, you know, get that one-on-one and you know that your child is needing that. You know, there are times where my husband works 60 60 plus hours a week and I'm at home with the kids the whole time. And we don't necessarily get that opportunity to be like, okay, well, who's gonna do it, you know? it becomes difficult. And especially if it's a weekend where somebody can't watch the kids or something like that, you have to take advantage of your support system as in, okay, my dad said Addie can come along with him today. She's still getting that one-on-one time with somebody. She's still able to 
decompress and talk to somebody who's going to listen. And, you know, she still is able to get the attention that she needs in that moment, even if I'm not the one to give it to her, which is very important. And that's why we always stress the importance of having a village, of having a support system, because you aren't the only one that can be great for your child. There are people who have, you know, things about them that you may not possess that can help your child along the way. So that's very important for you to have those healthy individuals in your life that can pick up the pieces for you. That can be like, okay, yeah, um, I can't babysit, but Addison can come with me and I have a couple things that I have to do and Addison can come with me and we can hang out in between time. And she is still able to get the attention that she needs and she gets different experiences that I may not be able to give to her. So always take advantage of your support system. A big one here is respect and nurture the differences of your children. Your kids are not the same. No child is the same. I have two kids who are absolutely nothing alike. They don't like the same stuff. They don't do the same stuff. And I'm not just talking about like the age gap. And that's why when my daughter was two, she didn't do none of the stuff that my two-year-old is doing now. She was a completely different child. That's why I'm like shell-shocked at this point because I'm like, what am I doing? Like, I've never had to deal with this stuff before. Um, so respect and nurture their differences. Don't expect because one child is cool and laid back and easygoing and the other child, because they're not that, don't make like it's something wrong with the other child because they're not as easy as this child, you know? nurture their differences that means you have to learn to adapt to your children you have to learn what works for one child doesn't work from the other um you know addison was such a sensitive child that if i ever told her you know like go to time out or raise my voice or even looked at her crazy she would like snap into shape like did not want that you know, she would break down easily. And she still liked that. Like if her teacher tells her she does something wrong, she like immediately cries. Like she just, she just doesn't like that. My son is off the chain. He does not care about anything. I literally have to brainstorm tactics for this little boy, because if I tell him no, he tells me no. If I tell him to sit down, he tells me no. If I say you need a timeout or a time in, let's go and have calm down. He's like, no, not having it. Completely different. And, you know, I just have to learn to adapt to that. I have to learn that, you know, okay, this is what I have to do for Addie. And this is what I have to do for Bubba. And, you want to respect their differences because you never want one child feeling like they're not as good as the other child um, or that, you know, you like the other kid more because they're different or easygoing. That's something that I struggle with as a child because my sister was like this go-getter, like she played every sport and she was extremely smart. And it's like everything she did was just great like she could draw you know like she could paint like Picasso and she could do math like a genius like she just was like she was a cheerleader everybody liked her she was popular like out of this world in like not a normal human and 
I was the complete opposite. I didn't want to do none of that stuff. Like none of it. Like I was an art club. I would did the club thing. Like I didn't do like, I didn't want to play no sports. I did. I failed PE um, because I did, I was not for it. I didn't like any type of physical activity. You know, I made average grades. I didn't do, I didn't do horrible, but I was average, you know, um, I was different. I was quirky. Uh, I didn't care about popularity. I didn't care about what I needed to do to fit in. Um, I didn't really care about what I needed to do to please my parents. Like that wasn't a thing. I didn't, I mean, I didn't care. And I was just for self. Like I just wanted to do what made me comfortable. And that was, you know, sort of looked down upon, you know, I got talked about by my family, by my sister for not doing the most, you know, and even today they joke about it. Like, oh, Addie's going to be just like her. Like she doesn't want to do the most like, and that's okay. You know, I, I'm cool with Addie wanting to not play sports because it's just, she don't want to do it. So what, who cares? So none of that shit, it makes like a huge difference all the time. So I'm not going to make a big deal about my kids, you know, if they don't want to do something specifically, you know, that, that I enjoy, you know, and you want to nurture that. So that way your kids don't feel like there is a difference being made just because you enjoy cheerleading as a kid. One kid enjoys cheerleading. Well, if your other child doesn't enjoy that, they enjoy painting pictures, then guess what? You need to be just as enthusiastic about the pictures that they're painting as the other kid is cheerleading. You know, don't make a difference. Always try to respect those differences and know that, you know, differences are what make the world go round. And that's what makes each and every person special is the fact that they're different. Um, another thing with spreading the love is setting boundaries in your home. A lot of times my kids fight because everybody wants to do something different at the same time in the same place and they're mad. So we have to set boundaries in our home. What I mean is if Addison wants to draw on the tablet, now Bubba's coming and he's mad because he thinks he should be able to draw on the tablet too. And now she's mad and they're fighting because now they both want the tablet. But Addison had it first and it's not fair that it's getting taken away because it was mine. Well, we have to set the boundary. If there is something that you want to do alone that cannot be shared with others, you have to do that in your personal space. That's why you have a bedroom. So you can't come into my personal space in my bedroom where we're chilling and whip out a game that only you want to play and Bubba's in here and he wants to do that now, you know, you can't do that. And the same thing pertains to Bubba because even though he's two, if he's in the living room watching Mickey Mouse, he has this weird thing where he don't think nobody else should look at the TV. Everybody needs to look away because he's watching Mickey Mouse and it's his Mickey Mouse. Well, no, sir. You know, like if you want to watch Mickey Mouse alone, you have to go to your space to do that because the living room and mama's room are shared spaces, you know, because we're in my room a lot. Um, 
but those are shared spaces. So if there's a project or a toy or a game or a show that you want to watch specifically just for you and you don't want that to change, you have to go to your personal spaces for that. That's why you have them. Um, so setting those boundaries in your home. Hey, this is, you know, 20 minutes of Bobby's time. So Molly, you can't go in there messing with Bobby right now because this is his time. When his time is up, then it's your time. You know, making sure the kids have that, you know, those type of boundaries in place because no kid wants to feel like, man, every time I got something, I got to share it. Every time I do something, they got to have it too. Like you don't want your kids to feel like they can't have anything for themselves. So that's why you have to set those boundaries and stick to those boundaries in your home. And last but not least, plan, 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 plan. That's going to be the easiest <laughs> way to make parenting multiples, um, you know, as easy flowing as possible, especially when it comes to activities and outings. Plan it. Whenever we go somewhere, I have to make sure because I have kids with a huge gap, if we're all going to a space, a place or activity, what is there for everybody? What do they have that everybody can be entertained? And you can be selfish in this. Me too. Like I want to be entertained too. So what does this place possess that has something for everyone to do? If it doesn't have something for everyone to do, then maybe that doesn't need to be an outing for everyone. That needs to be a one-on-one -on -one time outing. You know, if this is a restaurant or a bar, we're not going to take our kids to the restaurant or the bar. You know, that's something for just me and my husband. And it goes to the same with your kids. If you have kids that, if you have one child that loves sports, you have a, a son that loves baseball, but the other kid hates baseball, they hate sports, I'm not going to create a family outing to go to the Louisville Slugger Museum. Why? Because nobody else is going to enjoy it. But this one person, that's not a family outing. That's a one-on-one -on -one time outing. So just be very mindful when you are creating activities or having outings. And when I say activities, that means if today we're baking together, ask yourself, okay, what parts can which child help with? Is this something that everybody can do together? You know, and I like baking together because I feel like no matter the age of your kids, everybody can help. Cooking and baking, there's something that everybody can pretty much do. Um, you know, even if that's just stirring or teaching the two-year-old how to crack an egg or, you know, letting the kids cut out cookies together or decorating you know, a cake together, icing the cake. There's usually always something for somebody to do. But there are other activities that are not appropriate for every single child. So just be very mindful when you are planning outings, activities. We're going on vacation this week. I didn't plan nothing because it was just overwhelming. And I'm like, you know, when we come up on something, we'll go. But, you know, the beach is free and it's fun and everybody have a good time there. And I wasn't going to stress myself out about particular activities because a lot of things my two-year-old can't do. And I don't want it to be a negative experience 
for my oldest child because now we can't enjoy ourselves because he's acting crazy. So now the parents are stressed out because the toddler's not entertained and he's acting a fool. And now she doesn't get to enjoy her time because we're stressed out. So, you know, just keep in mind when doing those things. Um, and even like I said, if you have two older kids or two little kids that are the same age, just keep in mind time frames, you know, which child gets tired out? You know, if this kid doesn't really last a long time, you don't want to go to a museum that's going to take five hours to walk through. You want to go to, you know, maybe the park instead because every kid can have fun. And, you know, when this one's tired out, we are good. So just keep in mind, um, you know, when you're planning activities and outings, ask yourself, is this a family outing or is this an individual one-on-one -on -one time opportunity? Um and, and taking into account, you know, your children's differences, your children's similarities, you know, what is something for everyone? Um, but at the end of the day, we always want to promote, you know, making sure your kids feel equally loved, um, making sure your kids feel equally cared for, um, and that they both have your attention and your time. Um, because so easy, even if you're not trying, even if it's by mistake, because it can happen, there are so many kids that will tell you that my parent has a favorite, my parent likes one more than the other, or I wasn't good enough because this one, and it's so many sibling rivalries because kids feel like they have to compete with each other all the time and it creates you know distance between siblings and that's something that I would hate to see with my own children so we always want to pay attention to our children and make sure that we are spreading the love when we do have multiples and that is whether you have two or ten make sure you are spreading the love and that you're being conscious um, with your parenting always so I hope you guys enjoyed this show like I said, there's always resources on our website and that link will be posted below and that's momamapodcast.com. Make sure you like and subscribe to our podcast and our YouTube page. Um, and also on our website, we do have some merch on there. So we do have new uh, Motivated Mama t-shirts available. So you can always go on there and order. And lastly, don't forget to send all your parenting friends our way so that way they have another tool to add to their parenting toolbox. Thanks again for listening in. You all have a great day. If you want to submit a question or if you want to be on the show, message me at contact at momamapodcast.com. That's M-O-M-A-M-A podcast.com. Please tell all the moms you know about the podcast, our Facebook group, YouTube channel, and community events. Your recommendation helps our show grow. Please rate and review us wherever you listen to our podcast.